Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. Ever wondered how I transitioned from being a social media manager that was booked out and stressed out into an online course business, which I have built and scaled to what it is today? No? Yes? Either way, I'm sharing with you that exact story start to finish today. Hey, I'm Stevie, and in just under two years, I quit my corporate job, grew an audience of tens of thousands online using social media and podcasting, and used my platform to build a wildly successful online business selling courses and digital products. Now, here's one thing I know for sure. There has never in the history of the world been a better time to launch and grow your online business. All you need is Wi-Fi, a little strategy, and someone to show you the way. This show is dedicated to showing you how I did it and how you can too. Welcome to the Stevie Says Social podcast. Hit subscribe now and let's dive in. Ready to get started and create your own online course or digital product? Head to steviesayssocial.com forward slash checklist now for the ultimate how-to guide. The number one thing, let me tell you, the number one thing that I hear people say 24-7, especially mums, but everyone, is I don't have time, okay? And that was me. That is me. I don't have time. I am busy. I'm so busy. We are all busy. We are 10 busy. If we have business and a kids, we are dialed up to 11 and beyond. Here's one thing that I know for damn sure, regardless of that, okay? If you do the same thing over and over and you expect a different result, your lack of time is not going to change. 
Now, in today's podcast episode, I am going to share the story of how I transitioned from a fully booked service provider. So I was a social media manager that was very proud of the fact that I was fully booked on day one until I realized that I had hit an income ceiling and that the only way to make more money was to work more and I couldn't work anymore because there were no hours left in the day or to transition into an agency. And the thought of that just gave me chills, not for me. Kudos to the people that it is for. (laughs) So let me tell you a little bit about that story. Now, it all starts once upon a time. No, it all starts three years ago. So I quit my corporate job just about three years ago. So I'm coming up to my three-year business anniversary, which is very, very exciting. I'm in the month of my three-year business anniversary. But I really kind of decided before I quit my job, and I do cover this in a different podcast episode, that whole story. DM me if you want the link to it. I can't remember the name of it. But I decided that before I quit my job, I wanted to make sure that I had enough work to replace my income. And so that is what I did. I worked to get enough clients to replace my income. And so I was, like I said, fully booked from day one, which in a lot of people's eyes and in my eyes at the time really kind of was the equivalent of success, right? So on paper, people want to work with you. You're successful. You're making money. How good, right? The problem with that for me was that within weeks of kind of starting my new business, I was booked out. I was tapped out in terms of time and energy. I felt so mentally drained. I had this overflowing calendar. I had not enough hours in the day to even create a client invoice, let alone chase a client invoice up for payment. My partner was over me constantly being on my phone, even when we were, you know, sitting down to dinner or watching TV or it was the weekend, but I didn't know how to disconnect myself because my clients needed me all the time. And I really got to the point where I was like, oh my God, I started this business because I wanted more time and freedom. I wanted more happiness in my life, right? That is what I dreamt of when I was sitting in my corporate cubicle. But somewhere along the line, things hadn't quite panned out that way. And really to make matters worse, for me personally, my income had hit a ceiling, okay? So I wasn't charging cheapest chips prices. I was charging premium prices for what it is that I did. And I knew that unless I hiked up my prices, uh, which I couldn't, I'd hit the ceiling, right? There was just no way for me to make a dime more unless I overloaded uh, my client roster, okay, which wasn't really uh, something that I was able to do because I was already overloaded. So, Long story short, all of that is to say, I got to the point where I was like, you know what, this business thing isn't really all it's cracked up to be. And maybe some of you are nodding your head and resonating. Maybe you're there now. Maybe you used to be there. And really, when I got to that point, it was quite interesting because I was seeking out mentors and I was like, okay, I need to learn from someone that can teach me a better way. Surely there is a better way. And so all of those mentors were saying to me, hire staff or build an agency. And like I said, the thought of that absolutely horrified me because the idea of like staff and stress and pressure was kind of, you know, well, it was the exact reason I decided to leave corporate in the first place. And 
I didn't know what my next step was and these mentors were telling me that it was to build an agency, but I knew for me it wasn't that. So I got to the point where I started to think about my future. Now, I every single year on New Year's Day write down where it is that I want to be and what my goals are and my aspirations and all of that sort of thing. And if you guys don't do that, I highly recommend doing it because that process has really changed my life. (laughs) Probably should do it more than once a year, but I really sat down at that particular point in time, and this was at the start of a year, and I kind of thought, what do I love? Or, you know, what lights me up about what it is that I'm doing? And how can I get rid of the bits that I don't like? So how can I build a business that, number one, doesn't require a maxed out calendar because I had started my business for freedom? How could I start a business that didn't require me to repeat the same information over and over? So uh, one of the things that I was doing was coaching on Facebook ads and I had some beautiful clients, but you know, I would go from a 9am meeting talking about ads manager into an 11am meeting talking about ads manager and I'd be teaching the same things over and over and I was just like, I need to stop doing this. There needs to be a better way. And the other thing that I was really you know, finding quite challenging is that when I was in corporate, I had this one boss and he was, you know, an amazing boss, but he was a boss, right? And then I moved into my job. So uh, my my job, I left my job and I moved into, you know, my business. And what I felt like is, you know, I had 10 bosses rather than <laughs> the one that I had left my corporate job for. And I was kind of looking at the list of, you know, what I loved and what I didn't love. And I had no idea what to do, you know, I had a little bit of an inkling, but generally what I do, and I don't recommend that you guys do this, but I generally Google for answers to big life questions. So I started going down this like Google rabbit hole and I was starting to see people offering online programs. Okay. And this wasn't new to me. So uh, for the previous few years before that, when I was like dreaming of leaving my corporate job, there were people that, you know, I followed online that were doing these really cool things, selling digital programs, selling, you know, coaching and all of that sort of thing online. And I was like, these seem like the cool kids, right? This seems like a really cool thing, but I don't feel like I could be somebody that does that. It seemed kind of out of my reach. But I always find like with anything along these lines, like you kind of get to the point where like the pressure builds up and you're like, oh, it gets to the point where you're like, the pain's so bad, the pain's so bad. And then suddenly it gets so overwhelming. You get so over it that you're like, I'm actually going to do something about this. And so I kind of was in that cycle for a little while and it was, you know, I was getting more burnt out. It was getting harder and harder. And I kind of went, you know what, just like I did when I left my corporate job, I need to do something about this. And so I really doubled down on my research around online courses and all of that sort of thing. I, you know, learned that it was $127 billion billion dollar industry. And I was like, I want a piece of that pie. But, you know, more importantly, what I really kind of started to realize was that having an online course business model, especially when I had a pre-existing skill and expertise around marketing, social media, and online business, and I had proven that expertise with my clients, I knew that having that sort of business model would allow me to combine what it is that I loved, which was, you know, my passion for teaching, my passion for impacting people and having a positive impact on their business, because I think that marketing is so powerful for that. 
And it would allow me on the other side as well to benefit from an income ceiling that frankly wasn't kind of capped by the number of hours in my day, right? And it kind of seemed too good to be true. I was like, surely, you know, number one, surely it can't be as good as this. And number two, how am I going to be one of those people that, you know, I used to admire online? And I was like, who am I to create an online course? You know, surely other people are more expert than me. Where would I even start? All of the things. And one day, like I said, I just decided to, and this was a gradual process. So I just decided, you know, I'm just going to map this out. I'm going to map out what it could look like for me. Now, I had from working with my clients by this stage, a really rock solid framework that I used to teach my clients around how to uh, make sales from social media. And um, it was really one of those things that most business owners weren't focused on. So they were on social media trying to get followers and kind of lost sight of the fact that, oh yeah, you know, like actually at the end of the day, it's about sales. And so I worked with my clients on that particular framework. And that was why I was booked out all the time because, you know, it worked, right? And so what I realized when I was kind of looking at it, I was like, well, I've actually got the framework there already. What I'm teaching you know, them to do and what I'm executing on their behalf would actually be perfect for an online course, right? And so I really got to the point where I was like, okay, so I'm part way to where I want to be. So I started my business for more freedom for all of that sort of thing, but I'm not there yet. So my expectation, so you know, that expectation for reality didn't quite match up to my visions. And so I just got to the point where I was like, stuff that I'm going to go all in and I'm going to take that vision that I had when I quit my corporate job, went into my business, and I'm going to take it all the way because I didn't do that to, you know, do things half-assed, basically, excuse my French. So how did I do it? I know that this is a big question when you're a service provider, and I'm not saying that this particular way that I went about it is the way that I would recommend doing it now, but I'll tell you how I did it, right? So I decided to go all in and I actually doubled my client workload. So the workload that I had at that particular time, I was already pretty maxed out, right? But I decided to double that. So I pretty much worked day and night on client projects. Now, keep in mind, I don't didn't have kids at this particular point in time. I also had zero social life. I had zero fun. It was all work for about two months. So I actually, so I wouldn't recommend this particular process now and I would recommend a different process, but in full transparency, this is how I did it and everyone does it differently, right? So The upside of that for me is that by the time I came up for air, (laughs) I had enough savings in the bank. So full transparency, I saved an additional $10,000 and I decided that I was going to use the time that that additional money would give me to cut down on my client load and to uh, really just stay with two of my very favorite clients keep them as like a bare minimum and work on an online course. Now, I could have done that from the comfort of my lounge room. I say that laughing because I'm in the most ugly pre-renovated house you've ever seen. 
but uh, I decided instead, and this is a whole other kettle of fish, but uh, decided to do it in Bali. So we had just come back from a holiday to Bali and I had caught up with my friend Louise over there and she was living over there. And as luck would have it, she was heading back to Toronto for a little while. And she said, you know, if you're going to be creating your course at home, why don't you just come and do it in our villa in Bali? And, uh, you know, and why not? And so I'm one of those why not people. And, you know, we just decided to do it. So we booked a plane ticket, went over to Bali and, uh, you know, my partner probably thought I was crazy, but you know, when we got to Bali and he had eight weeks surfing the waves of Changu, he kind of changed his tune pretty quickly. My friends and family kind of thought I was crazy because people don't do these things, right? They stay in what's safe and what feels right. And, you know, you stay the course and you stay in your safe corporate job. And, you know, why would you go overseas and do that? And it sounds so silly for me looking back on now because I will do that every day of the week when all of the borders open up and all of that sort of thing, right? But at that particular point in time, I literally remember, you know, um, telling family and friends and they were just looking at me like, you know, well, that sounds great, but how unrealistic, you know, Stevie up in the air and pie in the sky thoughts again, right? (laughs) Uh, But I did it anyway and I'm so glad that I did. And so I let me dive in actually into a little bit about what what we did in Bali and, and the way that I went about creating my online course, because some of it is picture perfect and some of it was a hot mess express. So uh, we went over and as I said, we were staying in my friend Louise's place. Uh, and so we uh, had been given a recommendation for a gym that had yoga classes. And so we started off pretty much every morning with a yoga class. So both Jules and I did yoga. I'm the most uncoordinated person when it comes to yoga, but I actually really enjoyed it. And so did Jules. Uh, and then I'd spend my days just working, right? So work, work, work. Uh, keep in mind that the co-working spaces over there are pretty idyllic. So they've got, you know, swimming pools and you're looking out over the swimming pool and they're handing you a coconut, which you drink. It's pretty amazing. Uh, And then I would um, finish work or in inverted commas work where I was working on my online course. And I would go to a uh, sunset bar. So one of the sunset bars along the beach and we would have, you know, a bintang, watch the sunset. And so I documented all 60 sunsets on my Instagram stories and then we would have dinner and go to bed and then we would do the same thing all over again the next day. So I was basically spending my days at co-working spaces with swimming pools, sipping coconut water out of a shell. And it was totally living the dream. And I was like, oh, why don't I just, you know, take risks in inverted commas like this more, right? Now, that is the upside of that particular couple of months. But the downside was that I pretty much spent most of the first about six weeks of those eight weeks staring at a blank piece of paper, (laughs) creating vision boards because I was like, you know, I need to get into the mindset of what it is that I actually want and really just not getting very far with what I had planned in terms of actually creating a course. And Really, that comes down to, you know, when you do something for the first time, you have no idea what the hell you're doing. And I was Googling, how do I create an online course? And it was like drinking water from a fire hose every time I did it. And I just got to this point where I was just overwhelmed with all of this kind of um, 
random information. Everybody's telling me different things. And as the kind of eight weeks that I had over there where I told everybody I knew that I was going to come back with this online course, I started to stress out because I didn't have anything, right? And so I was down to, I think, about the last $2,000 in my bank account. So, you know, running out of money as well. No online course, no idea where to find, you know, the roadmap to set me on the right track. And that really was the pusher for me. So I really kind of started to feel the pressure rising and I was like, I can't come back from overseas, you know, from doing this kind of big grand adventure without doing the thing that I came over there for. And so uh, in less than a week, I think it was, and I had a, so it took me about a week and then I kind of had a week until we flew home after that. I really just kind of decided I'm just going to create something. And so in full disclosure, And again, this is not the way that I now recommend creating things, but I did things the hard way. I had nobody guiding me. But what I decided to do was to write out literally word for word on a Word doc my entire online course. Now, I did a word count of that and I still have it somewhere. You know, the worst thing is is I don't actually know exactly where it is, which is horrifying, but it was 40 thousand words. So just for context, a fully fledged written book is 40,000 words. So I'm actually in the process of writing a book at the moment, complete side note, but I have a lot of confidence that I can do it pretty easily because I whipped out 40,000 words in a week. (laughs) Crazy, right? Now I'm not saying that is the most efficient way to do it. It is hell to the no not. I do not recommend doing it that way. I could have turned that into a full book. I'm rolling my eyes, my God, but I did it, right? I just decided to grind it out. I arrived back in Australia with, I wouldn't call it a course. I would more call it a manuscript. And I was too embarrassed to mention to pretty much anyone that I'd done things a really hard way. And the problem was that I still didn't have any idea how to turn that manuscript. So that 40,000 words, which was like this word vomit of all of my different thoughts for what I wanted to go into my course, but how to actually turn that into a course that got results with video modules and workbooks and, you know, make it an amazing course, but also how to actually launch a damn thing and get people to buy. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the episode. If you've ever thought about creating and launching your own online course, but you felt overwhelmed with all of the tech options, I want to share with you the all-in-one solution that I use to manage just about every single aspect of my online course business. That tool is 10X Pro, and they are currently offering my listeners, you, a 30-day trial for just $1 plus some very special bonuses that you won't get anywhere else so that you can test it out yourself. To get started, head to steviesayssocial.com forward slash 10xpro. That's the number 10x for xylophone pro. Enjoy. So keep in mind that I'd started this process back in January and by this stage it was September. And so I'd gotten back from Bali. I still had my two bare bones clients and I was like, okay, I've got to make a big decision here, right? Will I 
resume my full client load. So will I go back to full client work knowing that I might not actually have the time and headspace if that was the case to get everything that I needed to done? Or would I push through and survive on kind of less, so not actually go back to a full roster of clients, keep my skeleton client roster and try to make it work? And I chose the latter. So basically after, you know, the two months in Bali, reinventing the wheel, doing things the really hard way, I just decided, you know what, I just need to get over the finish line here and I need to dedicate some time and energy to doing this and sacrifice a little bit of client income in order to do that. So I did that. I got all of my course together. I did things, guys, I cannot even stress just the extremely difficult way. So absolutely every piece of the process was me trying to start things from scratch and trying to piece together random pieces of information. I knew that my content was amazing. It was all of the other bits and pieces that I wasn't confident in. So I launched my course in the end in December, I think it was. So yeah, so it was almost a full year, right? From start to finish. My God, that's horrifying. I've since created courses that take like ridiculously less amount of time, including all of the bits and pieces, because I have all of the processes and the knowledge and the know-how now, right? But I didn't then. Anyway, so I decided to launch that particular course with a four-part video series. So I pre-recorded the four videos. Then on the final video, there was a pitch to purchase the course. And I released one video a day into my course portal. And everyone that had registered for that particular training got the lesson and then went through the lesson. And so when I got to the fourth training, Knowing that the pitch was at the end and that the doors were open. So, you know, I dropped the fourth training via email. The cart was then open. People could purchase the course from then on in. And so that was about seven o'clock at night on the final day. And so I knew that was going out, but I wasn't going live. I wasn't doing anything live. That's not how I decided to do it for this first one. And I just waited for the sales to roll on in, basically. So I was so nervous. I started refreshing my computer and there was just nothing. It was like crickets. And I was just refreshing over and over and over and over. And two hours later, there was still nothing. So full disclosure here as well. Again, don't recommend doing this, but I was so nervous that I almost drank an entire bottle of wine while I waited. (laughs) don't judge me, but I was just about to call it a night. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to send myself to bed here. And I literally, no joke, was just about to give up hope. And then I heard this ching. So I heard this ching and it was a sale and I literally could not believe it. And two minutes later, there was another ching. And I was like, oh, this is the best thing ever. I'd had a couple of wines by this stage. I was feeling pretty happy. Uh, And then I felt happy. I was like, okay, cool. This is so good. Like this is actually working. And so I decided to go to bed. When I woke up the next morning, there had been three sales. And so I opened, literally opened my eyes, grabbed my phone, checked to see if there'd been anything else. And there had been three more sales. And so I knew that it was working. Now, 
This was really the dream launch. And one thing I will say about the first time that somebody that has already like spent time growing an audience beforehand. So one piece of the puzzle that I want to mention here is that I had started my podcast 12 months before and had put a lot of time and attention into growing an audience. And so the first time somebody in that boat launches, generally the results are ridiculous. Like they're really, really amazing because you've spent that time growing the audience, right? So really want to preface this particular result with that. But by the final day of my launch, I had made more than I had made in an entire year at my corporate job right? And more than I had made in the time that I had spent out of my corporate job as well. So I think I was just shy of $100,000. And the reality of making that amount of money in that period of time was completely overwhelming and humbling to me. And the fact that I think there ended up being close to 200 people on board for that particular launch, which was ridiculous. I don't have the numbers. I actually need to double check that, but it was around about that. And I was in shock. So we went to this restaurant to celebrate and I thought it was over, right? So it's the last day of the launch and my phone just kept going. So it was like, cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. And I was like, what? And so I said to my partner, you know, if I get over hundred thousand dollars in terms of this launch. I'm going to book a holiday to London because I've just wanted to go back to London. I lived there a few years ago and I was like, that is the most decadent, amazing thing that I can think of doing. And so it surpassed a hundred thousand, just kept cha-chinging and I couldn't believe it. Right. So I had never made even close to that amount of money in my entire life, let alone in a single week. Right. And I Felt incredibly grateful, firstly, because I really felt like, you know, the hard blood, sweat and tears that I'd put into it, thank God it had worked out because I'd really, like I said, done it the extremely hard way and wasted a whole heap of time. You know, the cost of my time over that particular period is something you need to take into account as well, right? And there was a lot, a lot in terms of my time. I didn't run any Facebook ads or anything like that for that launch. And I would never recommend that you do that for your first launch anyway, but I had done it. Okay. And I was so proud of myself. And so I don't want you to, you know, expect that that's going to be the result for you, especially if you don't yet have the pre-existing audience. Now, one thing that I'm very, very bullish on, especially for service providers, is that there is absolutely a way that you can launch, even if you have a tiny audience to start. And I have strategies around that in my Launchpad program. But I think that I did a few things the right way. Like I, you know, had built an audience, a warm audience ahead of time. And I launched to that warm audience in terms of the actual course creation, in terms of pretty much everything else. It was a hot mess express. The outcome was amazing. I had a course I was really proud of. The students got amazing results. I got awesome testimonials. And so what that all meant is that that the next time I launched, I had all of the assets. I had the trainings. I had the emails. I had everything. I had the systems and processes around how to launch. I had a heap of testimonials from successful students. And so all I really needed to do was to deploy it. And so every launch from then on in for that particular course got easier and easier, right? So there was less work. There was, you know, more revenue for the amount of work, right? And so 
I now have digital courses as my entire business model and I generally don't have a single calendar appointment on my calendar. So very, very different to my service-based days. And I'm just really grateful to that Stevie, the old me, for deciding to have the courage to go all in and do it, even without knowing what the result would be, but being willing to put in as much work as it would take. Because I don't want to sugarcoat things. Getting this stuff set up is not easy. It is hard and it takes work. Passive income is a lie, but leveraged income exists. And so you do a lot of really hard work up front, but you start to reap the benefits later because it takes less work as time goes on, but your income isn't capped, right? Now, I did it flying blind. I made every mistake in the book. You know, 40,000 word manuscript, don't recommend doing that. (laughs) Spent six months creating a course I hadn't even validated. I don't recommend doing that. No mentor, no one showing me the way. I don't recommend doing that. Was it worth it? Yes, it was. Okay. Now, most people won't do the work. Most people won't leave what's comfortable to take a risk or to do something unknown. Most people won't create space for something uncertain, okay? And I think that really I'm no different to you. The people that actually do this stuff are no different to you, but they make a decision to start. They're okay with things not being perfect when it first starts out, and they're willing to invest in themselves so that they can live a better life later, right? And what I will say is that you can avoid so much in terms of the days, weeks, months that you might spend focused on the wrong thing if you have someone that can show you the way, all right? So can I promise 120, 30, 40, whatever it was, $1,000 launch the first time you launched? Nope. Nope. I can't promise that. I had an audience. I had an email list. I had done a lot of, you know, hard work building that up and that really was on my side. And anyway, what I will say is like the best online course businesses actually involve sustained strategic growth. So you don't want to have a big audience of people the first time you launch because you want to start out comfortably and you want to build over time. And so I have a process now with Launchpad, which if you're listening in real time, doors open uh, later this month, which is going to be amazing. It's going to be application only. And if it's later on, then doors will most likely already be open. But what I can say is that if you don't start now, you will be in the exact same place as you are now in 12 months, right? And so if you're over the amount that you're working as a service provider, if you've ever thought about potentially doing something along the lines of digital products for leveraged income, but you haven't had any idea where to start, I truly, truly recommend having someone show you the way. And so that is the reason why I have created a launchpad, long story short. And I think it's important to preface a reason why you do anything with the story behind it. And I can genuinely say that building my digital course has changed my life in a really cool way. It has given me the freedom that I started my business for in the first place. And it has given me the ability to live a life that is on my own terms. So I don't have clients that are giving me or 
controlling my time in terms of my calendar. I don't have 10 bosses instead of one. And I can really do things the way that I want to while I'm impacting people at scale. And, you know, I can do that from Bali if I want to, or I can do it from my pre-renovated ugly house at home with my little boy, which sounds like the dream, right? (laughs) No, it is. It's nice to be around him, although he's very hard to work with. You know, one-year-old co-workers are tough work, tough work. Anyway, guys, I would love you to go check out Launchpad. It is really kind of a launchpad for you to create, launch and scale your digital course business and to create that whole ecosystem, even if you have a tiny audience, even if the whole you know idea of all of the moving pieces overwhelm you, because it really marries the three things that you need to create a profitable and sustainable flagship online course and to base your business and your life around that. So rather than, you know, just doing another online course to try and learn the bits and pieces, I know that what I needed in the early days was a cheer squad of people that are doing it at the same time as me or in the same ecosystem as me. I wanted to have uh, somebody to critique my work, somebody to tell me that writing a 40,000 word membership is a membership. Manuscript is not the best way of, you know, creating creating an online course. And, you know, having somebody give me their standard operating procedures, their systems, their process, the roadmap for exactly what to do when, the templates for, you know, things like creating sales pages and all of those sorts of things that are really hard the first time that you do them, you know. If somebody had have handed me that sort of thing, I probably definitely would have done it a lot more quickly and I would have done it with a lot less stress and a lot less overwhelm and that is what we want, right? Anyway, if you want to make 2021 your year, 2020 was definitely not anybody's year and you actually want to get this thing if you've thought about creating a digital course off your one-day list, head to steviesayssocial.com forward slash launchpad or don't. I hope this story has been, you know, insightful for you either way. And, you know, let's do this. Let's do this thing. Guys, I will talk to you next week with some more tangible tips around online courses and course creation. But I thought that this story might be inspirational and hopefully a little bit of a prompt for you to get your A into G and finally do this thing. Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast episode. This podcast was edited by my awesome friends over at Podcast VA. If you're a podcaster wanting to outsource your own podcast editing, head to steviesayssocial.com forward slash outsource and get all the details there. Hopefully you liked today's episode. And if you did, please leave me a quick rating and a review in Apple Podcasts. I would be so grateful. And come and say hi. DM me on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. It's at Stevie Says Social. See you next time.